How was your guys' day? What'd you do? I did not watch golf. I, I watched a little bit of baseball. I didn't watch any of that. Um, and I watched a little bit of softball. I watched some of that as well. I didn't do either exciting. of those yeah, things. Yeah, Women's College World Series. Hell yeah, dude. Hey. I went Is to... James Madison out now, speaking of? I think they still have, they have to win two, but I don't know if they have their second game. James, I don't know either. James Madison is a Leicester City player. I think um, that's the one. You have like that super great bunt recovery, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like top ten. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was wild. Um, yeah, because they lost. They lost today to Oklahoma, and I think that means that they still have. They have to win the next two games. Because I think it's like a best of three series. And then they go to the World Series. Or the winner, I should say. Goes to the World Series and plays the best of three there. The The whole playoff system yeah. for the Women's World Series is so confusing. It goes all over the place. I mean, doesn't the, does the men follow the same format? Or is it just a... I don't even know anything about that one. I don't know. I don't, I don't watch college baseball. I don't watch MLB either. Don't care. I like softball, um, mostly because of uh, I, I I like all the infielding, and it's really fun to just watch them whip that pitch underhanded, which is a whole other thing. But uh, that's the thing I get bored about watching baseball. It's just like, and another pop fly. Oh, all right, yep, nothing happened. Great, but with all the infielding and softball, and because of the size of the ball, some of the errors that happen are just crazy and heartbreaking very fun honestly yeah and it's only seven innings compared to nine yeah i thought that's a weird rule i don't know how i feel about that it's not that it's less of it it's just like i think that i don't know i would prefer sometimes if baseball itself were seven innings because it really does yeah really crunch your offense and it makes you you know, really think more about what you're doing in the earlier innings, I think. That's just me personally, though. That means you got to win right now. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't realize the mic was going to pick that up so well. I don't know if it came across. Good. My pouring of the tea. Hello and welcome to the Complete Unprepared Podcast. My name is David. I'm Yuka Sasso's number one fan. <laughs> and I am Daily City, burnt to the ground. Oh, Jesus, hell. Speaking of. Yeah. San Francisco is currently burning, including Kara's apartment. The night Chicago <laughs> died. <laughs> do, 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 so yeah, um, Yuka Sasso with the huge win today, becoming the first Filipina ever to win major golf uh a <clears throat> golf major sorry i was gonna say a lpga tournament but that is not the case but uh, she is the first one to win a major by winning the u.s open 
I, I'm sorry. I'm so off my game. I, can't, I know this is. I can't hilarious. talk about it while, while this is happening. So I might keep this. I might still keep this in, but but um, so I have She's to say it a because pillow. Kira's using a pillow in the background, trying to get the smoke to like dissipate so it doesn't set off the fire alarm. <laughs> Jay's trying to go on about like this big moment, and Kira's just like, ah, air it out. <laughs> There's just chaos in San Francisco. That's what happened. Total chaos in San Francisco. Anarchy. <laughs> yeah, so it was super cool to see Yuka Sasa win that. Um, when she's uh, one of two Filipinas on the tour right now, uh, and she was the only one that participated in this particular event, and uh, it was really cool just to see her get that breakthrough moment. She's been a huge striker, and uh, it was there's all kinds of chaos around that final round too because she ended up like I think through eleven she was back four. And then she makes up two shots, and Lexi Thompson drops two shots going into 18. So now they're tied. For Holy shit. Um, and then at the same time, someone uh, in one of the earlier groups, and I'm going to butcher her name if I don't say it, so I'm going to put on look it up. So give me a second. Just because I was... Uh, Hataoka um, made a huge run uh, to get to minus four as well. So now... With the with the title on the line, Yukasatsu puts and just goes a little bit too far to the right, which would have won, won her on 18. It goes a little far, and by a little far, I mean she's like four or five feet out, which is a lot. I know I'd feel the pressure. And then to force a playoff, she sinks it, this long-ass putt, which is incredible all on its own, because I know I miss those every, all the fucking time. Um so then Lexi Thompson has to make the putt to join the playoff and she puts it like two inches short of the hole. It was so heartbreaking to watch, mm. but, uh, but no, it was, uh, it was still great. Then they go on the, on the third hole. So the way the playoff system works is you play an aggregate of two holes. You play two holes and whoever wins the most on aggregate. And I think they play nine and 18. Um, and if that continues, then you just, one whole playoffs from there on out. Right. So they were once again to win the championship. Yukasaso on the second aggregate hole uh, has a long putt, puts it a little too far to the right, and it goes long again. Oof. Sinks that one to force yet more playoff golf. Right. And then uh, finally birdies on the final hole to uh, win the U.S. And it was everything I hoped for more. That's and how it, it is so poetic that a Filipino wins in fucking uh, San Francisco of all places. That's like home Amen. field advantage. <laughs> yeah, that's what we're saying. D Daily City is gonna burn because that entire city is mostly just Filipinos. And I think I'm related to. Like, it's already people. starting. It's already starting. That was a fire yeah. alarm going off. Yeah, you've got a Filipino lighting your house on fire. Yeah, we, we don't make the rules. Celebration salmon. <laughs> yeah, my oh, dad was so excited that we so did good. a celebration pod die. I was like, okay, you're going to cover it? <laughs> I had pod see you for dinner last night, but hey, can't say no to it two days in a row. I'm fine. That was great. That's dope. Yeah, that was super exciting. Very happy to see uh, Yuka Sasa take it. It was good all around. There's some really cool stories that came out of it. Um, but, yeah. That's all I got. 
Well, I think I'm the only one who watched. So, <laughs> speaking of cultures that are abusive to dogs, I went and saw Cruella Deville with Joe today. Oh my god! <laughs> why? Wait, wait. Why? That, that's a lot better than I thought that was gonna go because I thought you were gonna use that to lead into talking about Naomi Osaka. <laughs> so you're like, no, no, oh, that was horrible. No. Um. No, no, a lot, a lot less dog abuse than I was expecting. Uh, by by which, of course, I mean that there really wasn't dog abuse, so that was good. Oh, yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. But yeah, oh, Naomi Osaka. Yeah. That's that's where we can go next. Yeah. Wait. How, how did you like Corella? I'm curious now. Uh, I enjoyed it enough that I would watch a second one. I wouldn't necessarily be like, "You have to see this movie, guys." I just. But it was it was fun. It, like like gonna, it gave me what see, I wanted out of it. Yeah, I don't want anything out of it, so I think I'm okay. Yeah, I just don't want to like. I don't know. She's like skins dogs for her. I don't want her to be like. But she's actually a good guy, or she had a troubled past. You know that kind of shit. I don't. I'm not on that. Yeah, I, I didn't leave the movie feeling like she was a good person. Yeah, but I mean, like, they, I'm assuming they made her like have a troubled past, and that's what led her down her. Perhaps, but they also gave her a clear crossroads where she could have elected to be a nice person and went, no way. (laughs) So. Yeah. But that was the whole premise of Maleficent, wasn't it? Like to. They did that whole thing with that movie, too. I never saw that one. I didn't either. I just assumed that was a play first, wasn't it? Not that that makes it any different, but no. The same with Wicked. Wasn't Maleficent based off of Wicked, or something? Mm, No, Maleficent. Maybe I don't know, because Maleficent was the one from Sleeping Beauty. Oh, was it? No, I don't know. I I don't I don't know. This is the first Disney live action movie, like like these remakes that they've been doing. This is the first one that I've actually seen. So I've got very little to add on, on that subject. Hmm. But yeah, um, so yeah, let, let's let's take that to transition into uh, Naomi Osaka. Not because that's actually a good transition, but because it's yeah. where we were going next. Yeah, yeah. So this is a hard one. This has been a really hard one for me to work on lately, like to yeah. rationalize my head. Because first off, let me say, I have been watching Naomi Osaka forever. I think I even talked about on the podcast when she first won Indian Wells, which was her first Masters 1000. Uh, later that year, she won the yeah, US Open. Did. That was her major. I've been following her forever. I 100% know that she has mental health issues. I've talked about it before. I was like, this is clearly like somebody who doesn't want to be in the spotlight and now she's in it, but there's a lot about it. So I will start by saying I totally believe that she has mental health issues. And uh, she's even said that the U.S. made it worse when she won that, which is when Serena had her big thing and Naomi was crying and it broke my heart. I talked about that a lot. Mm -hmm. I get that. Um, So then fast forward to two weeks before the French Open, she goes onto Twitter and announces via Twitter without notifying anybody else that she is going to not participate in any of the press conferences for mental health reasons couple days later her sister goes on to i can't remember if it was reddit or twitter but she says hey sometimes my sister 
hopefully hopefully r slash serena yeah doesn't uh always vocalize what she's saying properly what she's talking about is that the press um tends to talk to her a lot and say that she's not good on clay courts uh and that gets in her head and she doesn't want to have to deal with that and i'm like first of all that's not a mental health issue that's somebody tells me i'm bad at this and i'm gonna tell them i like also it's ironic that you're gonna talk about that over twitter of all places where like people just berate you and they don't even know anything about you um but anyway moving forward so the tournament comes the directors say if you're not going to participate you're going to be fined fifteen thousand dollars and punishments are going to escalate up to or well actually i think they just said at first it's going to be fifteen thousand dollars if you don't participate assuming that she's going to change her mind and she doesn't so she takes the fine fifteen thousand dollars and says that she'll pay it because she's the richest female athlete in the entire world and she can pay it and that that's what it is right um and then they say hey you know this is going to escalate we're going to escalate those fines up to the point where we will uh disqualify you at which point two days into the tournament after she wins her first round match says um i'm withdrawing and that's it um i didn't want to become a distraction i don't think anybody was wrong here i really don't i understand where naomi's coming from like it's weighs on her it gets in her head she believes herself to just be an athlete and not she doesn't want to have to go into these press conferences which are high pressure situations and deal with that however she also didn't do anything to work with the tournament she basically just gave them the finger and said hey uh i'm not going to be doing this thing that is very important for your your business it's got your brand or it's got all of your sponsors brands all over the place it's got Powerade right there, you know, front and center, Aquafina, whatever the fuck drink sponsor they have. Um, and uh, Hennessy. Yeah. <laughs> but they only put it out for her and the Williams. I don't know what's up with that. Um, but uh, so she says so she's not. So she uh, basically just told them that, fuck you guys, I'm not going to do that. She didn't work with them. And they, what are they supposed to do at that point? Be like, oh, okay. Well, you're the biggest star in our sport and you don't want to go talk to the journalists that advertise for us. And you don't want to sit in front of the sponsors that, you know, pay lots of money to be in those press conferences. That's okay. Because you know, that's your issue. And what I think all of this boils down to for me is that as much as I love sports and the rawness of competition, it's an entertainment industry first and foremost. We like to think of sports as, you know, something that is just about the game. Nothing else matters, but it's not. You're paid millions of dollars, not because you can win a game against other people. There's lots of people that can win games and don't make a lot of money, uh, including tennis players and my dad. But like the vet, the top player in table tennis, I don't believe that they're making a lot of money. I can't prove that offhand. They're probably not. Probably not. Uh, the top curlers, they, they go into the Olympics and they play there. Very unfortunate that they aren't. I know. But these are people that win. Imagine games a world all the time. with rich curlers. Oh, <laughs> the oh, fashion. To even become a good pro curler, I think you have to be born into a rich family. So you're probably, they actually probably are. The custom, but not paid well for the that. custom broom brands. <laughs> so what it means is that you are actually paid to be an entertainer and to be a personality that is entertaining. 
so like I, I always draw back to the Raiders and the Browns. The Browns and the Raiders both have been terrible teams for a long time. Browns are a little better now, but they've all been pretty bad for a pretty long time. They have yeah. the most, but they have the most loyal fan bases, and those fan bases just pour money into giving them sa- uh, ticket sales. Like the most financially successful team is the Raiders, because everybody wears this, the Raiders as like a lifestyle brand that basically says, "I'm wearing the Raiders. Don't fuck with me." So that means that the Raiders have had no reason to get better because they don't have to get better. What would be the point? Yeah. Just you want to bring it out here? Spend more money oh. to, you know, not gain anything extra. Fuck that. So that means that it's first and foremost an entertainment industry. And that means that you do have to be a personality. And as much as it sucks, that does mean that you need to be able to talk to the press. I don't know. It's a really hard one for me. It's like you look at like, like other people who have had this happen, right? Where they've decided that press is an issue for them in one way or another. Um, mm-hmm. and, and more often it results in rants or spectacular press conferences Two that come to mind would be, uh, would be, and I, and I don't pretend to be an expert on the entirety of these press conferences. I know the main clips that everybody else knows. Right. And so the first one that comes to mind is Allen Iverson's practice versus a game rant <laughs> where it appears that somebody has pushed him a little far and he decides that it's a better idea to rant and in that moment, whatever reason, than it is to continue to engage in a productive manner with these uh, with these reporters. And then another angle on it is the Marshawn Lynch. I'm just here so I don't get fined, which is what she probably yeah. could have done. And mm-hmm. and had she done it, because like in his case, right? What do you want as an as as a uh, you know the NFL in that case? What do you want from the press conference? You want it to be entertaining in some way so that you can sell that product right oh yeah and so he comes and does that and it's one of the most iconic press conferences of the last 20 years yeah i remember um at the time exactly everybody wins uh, some some talking heads talk about that and they're like you know the only person who's actually like getting hurt here is marshawn because they're finding him every time he does that but like the team is getting all kinds of coverage for it as journalists, we love it because it gives us something much more interesting to write about than some guys sitting there, you know, I think we played really well today. And like, I'm, I'm just really glad of this, proud of this team. Now we have something really juicy. Like everybody is winning here except yeah. for him. He's the only one that's hurting. Yep. And so, yeah, arguably yeah. he made that decision. So he would hurt less than the alternative. Right. Oh yeah. He didn't want to do the alternative. And so he chose that way to, and that that's his decision. And, and, you know, I, I think it probably worked out well for him, all things considered. Yeah. Um, He's still getting sponsorship deals to the day. I still see him all over the place. Right, right. So, oh, I, so sure. I wonder, had she gone a similar route, if we'd be sitting in a different spot, not just now, but a year from now, than, than what we will be. Obviously, we'll never know, but it's just an interesting thought, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Thought I, I, think. I, think, I don't think she had the <laughs> self-confidence yeah. uh, in herself as a person to uh pull pull that kind of move because you gotta have like yeah. no you give you have to give no fucks about anything else when you do that you're like you have to know like yeah i'm the man i don't give a shit i'm here to, so i don't get fined what are you gonna do about it <clears throat> naomi osaka has never had that personality dominant tennis player very good but right. very standoffish by her own 
uh, account. If you ever, if you read through uh, what she wrote about why she was withdrawn, she's like, yeah, you, anytime you see me at a tournament, I always have my headphones on because I'm very introverted and I need to have something to distract me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, I really don't think anyone was wrong here. Um, I think you're right. That's a really good point. I think it's also one of those things where it's like not many people have really followed her like or known and also like how old is she she's still really young she's i think 22 yeah and so just like the the process of being a young and like you come up in that and then all of a sudden you kind of like skyrocket it's like Mm. that's going to have an impact on your mental health and if you're not proactively managing that or seeking help, like assistance with it, then like that's gonna be really fucking difficult for you to deal with. Oh yeah. She's like, it's, I shouldn't uh, be dealing with this. Family. I should be worrying about what in the world am I gonna do with this degree I just got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only thing I think that was done poorly, I I don't think that I think she should have worked with the tournament, and I think her t- entire team needs to coordinate so much better because her sister ratted her out. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, going, right. on, going on and be like, oh yeah, she's just it's like you don't fucking say that. Like, how is there not a PR manager monitoring you mm-hmm. people going, Hey, don't fucking do this? Right. Again, that's where you need to like do the proactive work as an athlete. Like mm-hmm. she needs a better team around her. Honestly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah. It was uh yeah, it's it's been a it's been interesting to watch that all go. I will say, just as a, an aside, <laughs> I am really tired of people just calling her a proud black woman. She is that, don't get me wrong. But she's also a proud Asian woman, and nobody fucking says that. Nobody's ever like, Naomi Osaka is a proud Asian woman. Like, I support strong black women. If that's all you see in her, then you don't. You want to use pr- strong black women to show people that you're a good person. That's what you're doing. Because you're talking about a woman that gave up her American citizenship to represent the nation of Japan. She's a proud Asian woman as well. And she's proud of her Haitian heritage too. She's done a lot of charity work back in Haiti uh, to because of her pride in both. She can be both. But nobody ever calls her both. Jay, Jay, nobody calls her one or the other. I'm going to need you to calm down and stop your AAPI hate right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no please yeah. please continue on this rail i like this no he's well, you're, you're totally right like you're me. totally right <laughs> amazing well, for how quickly me, that died out too by the way just yeah. no. that out well they well, ran out of yeah. stock on the shirts they printed and they didn't want to <laughs> invest in another ten thousand of them yeah and also yeah. it's pride month now so you know may is over <laughs> it will forever yeah. be known but february is african-american me. month may is now asian month which I, may actually is apa heritage month but also, to Jay's point, you're also perpetuating the stereotype of black women only being capable of being strong and proud. Like, when it comes to something, for example, like mental health, like, mm-hmm. you're not saying like, oh, like, you know, she is you know, going to be advocating for mental health care for, you know, others in her community. You're saying like, you're, you're being like, oh, it's so great that she's so strong to stand up. It's like, no, like, you can't perpetuate that stereotype and then be like, oh, but I'm supporting, you know these efforts and this causes when like literally like you're, you're just continuing that narrative mm-hmm. yeah 
you gotta treat people as people is the point <laughs> yeah 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 meanwhile like, yes, obviously i think like meanwhile speaking of a lot better sorry i'm sorry say it, say it one more time kira i think i think we're slightly off I said, I think... i'm interrupting you you're good i was just gonna say that wta could have done a little better but i think you're right Jay. anyway continue yeah. Oh, I, I was yeah. just going to say, you know, speaking of people being people, Jay, you and I just talked about this uh, recently, but uh, we have more instances now of fan interactions with uh, athletes going incredibly sour. Oh, yeah. What has been up with that? I guess it's died out a little bit in the past well, week. But maybe but the most recent one is is these these fans at golf events yelling Brooksy at Bryson. Uh, oh yeah, dude. Like, like it's it's like I could understand where it might be like a little bit funny if you did it like like if you I understand why the the idea of it is a little funny because they're going back and forth with each other and you're trying to to poke it one way or the other. But like, there's a time and place for stuff, and I tried to just find the time and place in my head of like when it, but I actually can't think of one. Um, but I'll tell you when it definitely isn't. It's definitely not in the tee box. It's definitely not oh, yeah. anywhere near the course. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, golf fans in particular get re- are really weird with. Oh, weird. Like, draw. They want it. They draw. They try so hard to draw attention to themselves for some reason. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why did you get tickets to this event? So that way you could go to a camera and yell "Bapa Booey," and then pe- you could be like, "Hey, I was the guy that yelled." Yeah, that guy was hitting the ball, and I yelled something annoying, and everybody was like, "Hey, that guy's annoying." That's me. <laughs> me. Everybody look at me. But I actually have the answer because I worked in a golf store. Golf golfers are the fucking worst people on the planet. They are the most self-centered, self-focused people I have ever encountered. Not all. Obviously. Really? Oh my god. That's saying a lot because you play tennis. <laughs> yeah you're not wrong but i mean there's a, lot, there's a strong overlap between both too right mm-hmm. yeah no, the like, uh the venn diagram has a lot of overlap but you go mm-hmm. to a, you go in a golf tournament like everybody comes in and they just talk about themselves and the round that they hit the entire time and you just sit there like who the fuck cares yeah who's out there today you know i we're struggling on for it's like i'm not the I, you're not a pro golfer i'm not the press i don't give a shit what you what you did today just buy some shit and get the fuck out of here <laughs> you look at the golf store you're like oh yeah four is pretty tough wow you got up and down from there that's amazing you're you're amazing congratulations you should enter an open yeah. uh i'm gonna i'm gonna wow so I just got an update. So U.S. and Mexico are playing a Nations League game right now, and I totally forgot about it because I didn't have the update on my phone. Um, but here's the here's the headline: U.S. Mexico halted by anti-gay chant. Concacaf Nations League final was briefly paused late in second half due to fans using an anti-gay chant during the match. So speaking of fans and being That's shitty, coordinating. God. I wonder where where this game must be being. I'm gonna to be totally horrible right now and say this game must be played in LA right now because that's the place where this keeps keeps happening. It is definitely um, United States, not Mexico. I thought he was going to the game there. 
United States, Mexico, LA. What's the difference? <laughs> the lines really blur there. I mean, have you been to Bakersfield? Oh boy. <laughs> Baco. Oh no, oh no, Kira. The final is in Denver. Yikes. Well, uh, if you're listening to this and you might be a fan of sports, try not to be so shitty. (laughs) If you're listening to this and you're just a person in general, try not to be so shitty. No, no, no. People in general can continue to be shitty. No, no, no. The problem is everyone but me. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yes, exactly. I am not the shitty one. Never. Never. How dare you with so yeah, um, we've got shitty fans. We've got tennis. Uh, uh, what, what's what's the word? Tennis uh, controversies. Uh, that also works. <laughs> I, I think it's actually kind of funny. Um, speaking of those tennis controversies, yeah, you know, like a day after all that went down with Osaka, you know, like put, it, it sparked a lot of debate about the dangers of. The, of media and how they don't, how they ask very often rude and aggressive questions. Um, I've never heard anyone come up with a great example. I've seen a few myself, but I'm, but for some, I, I, this is tangential, but like whenever I see people having this discussion, I've, I've never seen them actually use examples. They're just like, the media uses these often rude questioning. And I'm like, okay, source. I, I can think of a few and then I'll send them to you later, but. Um, I, I, tangential. Anyway, a day after all that goes down, uh, Kvitova, who is a strong player, a top 10 player uh, for the WTA, injures herself at the press conference uh, somehow by in like a freak twist of her ankle or some shit. And I was like, you know, maybe there is something to be said for the dangers of press conferences. Because apparently <laughs> it can take out a top 10 Two top ten players now. <laughs> Jinx, dude. This 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 French Open has got some pretty wild shit. Oh, it always does. That's why I love the French. The clay mm-hmm. claims all. Hold on. The one who I feel bad for is Kepfer had a really good match against uh, Federer, and Federer beat him. And then, like the next day, Federer withdraws from the tournament um, for to mo- mostly for like very reasonable health issues you know his body isn't what it used to be he even came into the tournament saying he wasn't going to win it but if i was kept for i'd be like dude you couldn't have done that like in the middle of our match instead or even like towards the end you couldn't have done that you had had to beat me send me home and then give up go fuck yourself yeah that was pretty fun Why don't you still do clay if it's so terrible for everybody and it's like murder on your knees? Like, is it just because of the tradition? Um, it's actually, it's not, you know, the word. It is um, one of the harder ones, but it is very popular around the world. Uh, Spanish players all grew up playing on it. Most Southern American countries do. Uh, French players tend to play on it a lot. It's, it is a very popular surface. It's not necessarily that it's bad on your joints it's actually better on your joints than it is to play on uh, concrete um the only reason why it's bad at the professional level is they're so consistent um and the clay plays a little bit slower and with more bounce which means that they'll have points that just go on and on and on and on and on so they're just running so much more um but really the worst one for you is to play on the hard courts which are 
what mo most of the matches are on now. Um, because you're literally throwing your knees and you're like all of your force into rock sideways. Yeah. 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 And there's there's no give. On the clay, you're it's literally just dirt. So at least it flexes with your foot as your foot comes down. So that it is, works with you. Is grass like yeah. the easiest on you then? Or is the grass that they use so hard that it really clay is better? I actually don't know the answer for that. Um I think grass and clay, I'd imagine it's grass and clay are about the same. The difference okay. though is that uh, you won't see as many injuries on grass because it plays the fastest of any courts because the uh, ball slides along the gra gra grass blades and slides mm. off. So it plays right. You know what fast. they should do as a playing surface is that like bouncy stuff that they put on playgrounds <laughs> for kids' safety, they should have that be a court and like add that in. I am so I mean, fucking down. Or just, you remember Slam Ball? the the like trampoline oh, yeah. basketball sport just like on like just oh, basically yeah. trampolines <laughs> is your court <laughs> i'm so fucking lutely down oh, that would be they used to play on carpet i don't know what ever happened to that that's interesting really yeah i like that you play on astroturf and it just cuts the speed of the ball so much yeah wet astroturf wouldn't but like you know drive, drive i think one. it pretty much was like astroturf but yeah, they don't they don't play on that anymore. You know what? Just have them play punk on, on an old Atari. <laughs> there you go. Tennis. You know, as opposed to a new Atari. <laughs> Probably be better for mental health too, because it's way more fun. <laughs> I don't know. I I feel like these people are competitive enough. If you put them into a game where they had to compete at something they weren't good at, it would not uh, go over very well for many of them. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I just don't know what you want them to say in a press conference. That's all I'm saying. Like, hey, you really do well on, you know, clay court or on uh, hard courts and grass courts. How do you feel about this season? Like, do you want me to like reword it in a way that still means the same thing? Like, yeah, I don't know. They want you to have a soundbite. Yep. Well, and that's the thing is like at a certain point, as a member of the press, you can only ask a question so many ways. Like. Yeah. Yeah. You have to start thinking about, you know, your your coverage and I mean, as a member of the media, like, yeah, you're gonna be knowing the players and their strengths and their weaknesses and you like I don't know, sports sports press is always a really interesting thing because it's like you kind of write the same stories over and over and over mm -hmm. again. Yeah, what? and then you get a couple of really good like features, and you get a couple really good in depth, and like yeah, you definitely do like you have your highlight pieces, etc. But like when you're doing game recaps, like it's it's hard, like because you can't really ever like you don't really stray from a format. Yeah, it'd be great if it'd be great if like they're up there and you know they asked their you know they went. uh uh Venus, you know, you you went out there and you, you had a good round today. You know, you're, you're, you know, starting to close the gap with your sister. You know, what did you think about it? Uh, that's a great question. Um, why are you still going to the post office? Don't you know that everybody is using stamps.com? Go to stamps.com slash Venus and use this code so that you can get a free scale with your first purchase of $49 or more of stamps. Uh, next question, please. Yeah. <laughs> 
member of the press be like, hi, yeah, so we saw, you know, this match, um, you know, you, you had a couple really good sets and you, you had some good break points there. Um, so what do you think about the conflict in, uh, in, uh, between Israel and Palestine? <laughs> like throw something completely random out and just be like, oh, well, actually, I have an opinion on that. As a tennis player, I think that, you know, you just hit one back and then you hit back the other direction and then you hit a bang. Just both sides are trying to hit it back and trying not to be the last one to hit it. Oh. So. You, you joke. That, that's, wow, that's, that's what that an Nadal interview sounds like. So. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's pretty sure that's exactly what, or I think I'm pretty sure that's exactly what Joe Biden said too. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like. This, this is, this is the solution. The solution is uh, just sandbag your fucking interviews. So uh, we, we Honestly. noticed that you don't play very well on the clay. How do you feel about your odds at the French open? Senator, thank you. First of all, <laughs> I like that. I don't know, but I'll have somebody get back to you. I, I haven't seen those. Just like pull or... out, um, pull out a book and start reading from it. <laughs> Pull out a book and start like reading, like as a filibuster sort of a thing too. Yeah. That'd be fun. You don't play well on the clay. What, how do you feel about this upcoming tournament? You know, I got to be honest. I saw the latest three Star Wars movies, but they just didn't appeal to me in the same way that the other six did. I understand the prequels had their issues, but I I thought there was yeah. a lot that I enjoyed, but I didn't enjoy the last three, and nothing against it just wasn't for me. I you know Next what question? I actually love this idea. I really wish that there was <laughs> like one person in in any sport who just every time they get a, a press conference, they just decided that they were picking up a conversation like thirty <laughs> minutes into it at a bar, and just yeah. and like that's just yeah. like every question that they answered, and it could be all over the place. That would be so fun. <laughs> Like, legit, I feel like that's what I would do if I were, like, a team's PR person. Or, like, if I were Naomi's whatever, just be like, just fuck with them. Like, yeah. honestly. Like, it's fine just as long as you're there. And this is how you learn how to, you know, build the mental fortitude to let these critiques yeah. slide off your back. Or if she just repeatedly went on about how much she wished that she had could have gone to college and been a tennis player. there, Or did she go to college? I don't know. <laughs> No. So they just go on about how she wishes she could have gone to college and been a tennis player there, but they don't pay their athletes, so she had to go to the professionals early instead, and just yeah, just, just start to. <laughs> Hello, this is my soapbox. <laughs> I'm saying, I'm just saying, she supports a lot of causes. That would be a great time to just filibuster talking about them. Yeah, I know. Basically, pull the. I'm I, not disagreeing with you. You guys saw that girl from Texas, or the valedictorian speech or whatever. Basically, just pulling yeah. that where you're like, "You gave me this time. I'm talking about what I want to talk oh, about." Oh fuck yes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I was so for that. I will say when uh, Osaka won the uh, Australian, she made a. There's a lot. Of, or was it no, when she went to the U.S. a couple years ago for the second time? Last year, last year, she got a lot of notoriety because the mask that she was wearing. Uh, each of them had victims of uh police brutality written on them it was a strong message that she was trying to send and then when she won they asked her you know you've been wearing this the whole time what do you want to say to the people with doing that and she had an open platform and she didn't take it 
And that's where that bummed me out. I was like, oh. you're finally here. And yes, that did make a strong statement already. But she's like, I just wanted to spread awareness and let everyone know about that. And I was like, everyone's aware of it. This was your time to say something. I don't know. That one kind of bummed me out. That was the first. That was the only time I was like, Yeah, that's true. That is a bummer. That was tough. And also, it's like at a certain point, like, when else are you gonna have? I mean, most of the time, you're kind of just shouting into the void. When else are you going to have something prompted at that level? Perfect um, opportunity to like look. You just won the U.S. The world is listening. What are you gonna say? You know what? And hers is again. She's a better team. Yeah, I figured it out. She should get up there, and then she'd ask her a question, and then she just, just in response, just play our podcast. Any episode. <laughs> yeah. Might I suggest the Mia Khalifa episode? That's exactly what I was <laughs> Get out of my lane, dude. All right, I'm logging up now. Seriously. That, just so we're clear, that is exactly how that episode starts. I'm Kira, yeah. I'm, I'm driving home, trying to get out of my lane, bro. I think it is still our most listened to episode. It, it might have been surpassed, but last time <laughs> I looked, it was our most listened to episode. We did a good job of name dropping. It's it's yeah, yeah. That's very true. It's it's all about that name recognition mm. branding. Yep. I know. I Google that name. Yeah, right. and also that <laughs> intro. Yeah. You Google it, or you enter into a different type of search bar. Yeah, something like that. Okay, <laughs> mm-hmm, cool, cool. Yeah, I gotta make sure that I don't fuck up the recording process. We are good to go. I good to go. No, 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 no. I am David, but we are good to go. I thought we were the completely unprepared podcast. My name is David. Ah, that would have been so fun.